Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you to do less and live more to create a life by design that's on purpose. So what's a girl to do? To start thinking about her finances, to plan for her financial future so she can strengthen herself as a financially savvy woman? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, if you're a recovering to-do list girl like me, I want to offer you a gift. It's my goal achieved girl to be list. This simple daily routine will help you stop doing to exhaustion and start being with expectation instead of striving and hustling all day in and out. Sound like a better plan? Get ready to only do what's on purpose to design a life you love. You can grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash B or click the link in the show notes. And that's not all. Be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have for you. Now let's rethink your finances. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Karen. Karen Altfest is a personal wealth advisor, and she specializes in educating and empowering women and widows with their specific money needs and teaching them to be a financially savvy woman. Who doesn't want that, right? So today in our conversation, we're going to rethink how to position ourselves for financial strength as we think about our future as women. So Karen, I want to welcome you to our show, and thank you for being here And start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today, helping women uh, think right about their money and their future. Well, thank you, Lissa. It's so nice to be here. Um, When I grew up, girls weren't really welcomed into the world of finance. It wasn't expected. We didn't ask for it. We were polite little girls. We did what we were told. And it was the, the brothers in our family who got the education. And somehow, even though I acquiesced, it never felt right to me. I was never comfortable with that. I really wanted to have equal opportunity. I didn't think of it in those terms exactly, but I knew I wanted to do more for myself. And as soon as I became a little more mature and a little better educated, I took my rightful place at the table with uh, women. And women are often told that this isn't a profession for them, and they're still believing it 
and I don't think that's true. I think women are really wonderful in this profession. But I, I just imagined a lot of women uh, had had the same upbringing I had had, weren't doing anything about finances and would suffer later in life uh, if, if they didn't uh, see the light and, and try to learn a little more, change a little bit and do things in a new way. And so my husband had established a financial advisory office and I would come by and see what was going on and people would talk to me about their issues. And we had great conversations and I, I thought that that was very nice to, to learn about all that. I couldn't do anything to help them. So I went and got an education in being a certified financial planner and things changed very rapidly. Uh, people welcomed it, welcomed working with a woman advisor. Wow. I love that you had that vision before that was really the status quo. And like you said, it's even something that, that a lot of women are still not seeing as possible today. And so you worked beyond that. So, you know, you can help anybody, but you specifically have chosen to help women and also widows. So tell us tell a little bit about that. And why is your heart drawn to that particular type of woman? Because my listeners are women. Uh, and we like to say on the show, they're either after 40 already, or they will be one day. So yes. I always like to say to my younger friends, start asking these questions and learning from those ahead of you earlier so that you don't make some of the same mistakes we do and let our, be, our hindsight be, be your foresight. So what drew you to women and specifically what also drew you to helping women who are widows? Well, the women in my practice are why I go to work every day. I mean, I, I have relationships. My husband, who is a, a top investment guy in this profession, says when Karen talks to her women clients, I don't know what they're talking about. It's a different language. <laughs> and I love that. I really love that. I love what he says that. And I love that he means it, that he's a little awkward in this sphere. I'm not awkward. These are my friends. I mean, this is why mm -hmm. I go to work. And, you know, I have made a lot of really great friendships. We go to the uh, opera together. You know, my friends and I, who are also my clients, we go to mm -hmm. dinner together. Uh, not not everybody, but a lot, you know, people live all over. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, my office is in New York. But I just love that opportunity to get close to women. I'm very flattered when they confide in me. We at our firm have a place that we just call the parlor. And it's for women to go in and tell personal things about their lives if they want to. A lot of women, you know, they've caught on and they say, I'd love to talk just to you in the parlor. And wow. love the conversations we have. They're very, very special. They're very personal. Uh, they're not only about their finance, they're about their lives. And that's why I tell my husband, I don't know that he listens. I say, you help people with their investments. I help people live their lives. <laughs> yes. Right. I, I love that that's because yeah. that's my heart is to help women look at all seven areas of their life. Finances is one piece of it, but we also cover faith, family, and friendships. We talk about our field of work or business. We talk about our finances, of course. We talk about our mental and physical wellness and fitness. And we talk about fun, right? And are we enjoying life? And I love the fact that you see that finance piece as a part of that wheel, right? As, as one piece of the pie and how that works together. And I think that, you know, that's something that we as women, I think oftentimes we have that more holistic look at things. We see the interconnections uh, from one area of our life to another. And then it sounds like, you know, you're having those deeper conversations to really get into women's hearts and, and hear about their struggles and hear about their dreams and, you know, and the emotions that often come around finances and what it allows us to do or the, the ways that it holds us back. 
Right. I think it's very rich. And I think some a lot of people really want to talk to another woman about mm-hmm. what did you do in this or what do you think I should do? And of course, I probably do see a lot more women than they do. They know their life and right. they know their best friend's life. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I've seen many, many women struggling or being very, very successful. And so we can talk a lot about that, what, what other people have done or are doing. And there's something about talking to someone who is like you, you're an advisor, I'm a coach, someone who's that third party, right? Who's not emotionally connected to us in our world. I'm not emotionally connected to our stuff or our bank accounts or our, our relationships who can have a little bit more of an objective view and just help us to see the things that maybe we can't see. So when you're talking with women, like let's, let's talk about this because I think women have a unique perspective on money and finances and things like that. So what are some of the things that tend to come up? Uh, as you're having these conversations with women around how they feel about it, how they're thinking about it, what they're doing. I mean, it can touch a lot of different things, but what what things seem to be unique for those conversations you have with women? Well, certainly a lot of this about home and family, the best places to be, the best ways to do things. I find that a lot of people and my women clients like to, they're thinking about estate planning and they have six children. They want to divide everything equally in six ways, Mm -hmm. but one may not be able to work due to some illness. Another may be a very successful professional at something. And I'm not sure that's always the best way and have to think it through. So estate planning comes by loud and clear retirement, how, how they'll be one day if they get to have the retirement that they hope for and and hopefully that will come to most people at some time they'll get there and they may be reluctant to plan but I want to go have fun now and you know and retirement's 25 years away so Mm -hmm. you know talking all these issues through is very important to my women clients and of course uh, for women who life has taken a different path if they're divorced if they're widowed you know, mm. they have different issues and they're very, very important. And uh, we have to look at all aspects of their lives and what they want to do now. Sometimes they're trying to carry on their husband's legacy by doing what he wanted. And right. he may be gone for many years and they're not enjoying what they're doing. And so we have to think about that. How do you see your life in five years from now? How do you want to live it? And right. we go from there. Right. And I had a conversation yesterday with some women around money. So it's so fun that we're having this conversation today. And one of the things that they talked about was this one woman, when she did go through a divorce, she was not the person who was involved in the finances before. And so all of a sudden now she had to be thinking about things that she had not ever thought about. She didn't know where bank accounts were. She didn't know what passwords were. She didn't know what was being put into, you know, savings and retirement and things like that. And so just, just that being involved in the process, even if you're in a relationship, so that if something were to happen, you would be able to, you know, pick up that ball and, and keep going with it. Yes, uh, knowing as much as you could know, peeking over somebody's shoulder, learning a little more, taking right. a class once in a while. I find that a lot of my women clients are very reluctant. We recently had a tax seminar for our clients, and I got this call from a woman, and she said, you know what, I could come to that, but I'll never understand it. Can my accountant come instead? Uh-huh. And of course, her accountant was very welcome. On the other hand, You know, usually I say to women, you know, you should come if you learn one thing more than you knew before, it was worth the hour of your time. 
Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So we live where we call the figgy farm uh, and we have a lot of trees here and my husband is a tree lover. And so he is uh, just the other day, he texted me from the the store in town and said, they've got a few more of these trees. Like I'm going to buy some. And, you know, he always tells me the best day to plant a tree. When was the best day to plant a tree was 30 years ago. And when was the second best day to plant a tree is today. Right. So that's how he justifies wanting to buy out more trees so that, you know, 30 years from now, we'll have these, these beautiful trees on our property. I think the same can be true when it comes to finances, right? It's like, I'm sure, you know, I, there are people who are listening who are thinking to themselves, oh my goodness, this is the theme in my conversation yesterday. These women were not really paying attention to what, what was coming in, what was going out, what they were saving, you know, investing, that type of thing. And so always it's better to start early. Uh, but it's never too late to get started. So why is it important to start thinking about and planning for your financial future now, regardless of if you just hit 40, you're well past 40, or you're, you know, you have a ways to go to even get there. Yeah. Well, first of all, I love that analogy, you know, planting seeds today for your future, because most of us, pretty much all of us will get there one day and mm. we'll be happy that we started earlier. And if you start later, for example, if you start uh, using a retirement plan like an IRA right now in your 20s, in your 30s, you're going to end up with so much more money than if you start even in your 40s. It mm. makes a difference. It's not the kind of thing you should put off. And if somebody like a, an employer of yours is offering you a gift, they're going to match your contributions. You can't go back and say, I'm 40, I'm 50. I never did this. But right. I want you to match my, and you know what they're going to say to you, see, you. <laughs> they're not going to be interested. They're not going to help you. You should have done it all the way along. So these are the kinds of things you want to prepare for your future. And the more you know about it and the more you're prepared, the more likely you are to get there. One of the worst things we could hear as financial advisors or wealth managers is somebody comes in and says, will I be okay in retirement? And you say, mm. well, let's look. When is retirement? And they say last month. And you say, well, let's look at what you have, because that's what you have. And, you know, if they come to you and they still have 10 years, 15 years, 20 years to retirement, you can really help them make some very, very wise decisions. Hey, girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus to be that goal achieved girl, but you get distracted, discouraged and derailed with all the things on your plate as a busy woman and your dreams and goals feel far off. Am I right? What if you had an energizing purpose, a clear vision, and breakthrough goals to start being you with your goal achieved today? I'm so excited to announce that our next repurposed virtual experience is starting soon. Over four weeks working together, you'll participate in a get-or-done live workshop to craft your repurposed life statement, self-paced modules to design your repurposed vision and goals, group coaching calls for support, community, and accountability to make it happen, and a one-on-one coaching call to help you move forward faster than you'd expect. Guaranteed, you'll walk away believing you are that goal achieved girl and start showing up like her now. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more and join us. Now back to our conversation. And that's why having a trusted advisor is so key and starting to ask those questions uh, well before you get to that place of needing it, knowing that we can't always control everything that's between here and there. And we know with what's going on in the world around us and what's happened in our economies and you know all of that, it's, it's changed a lot of things. 
So if someone's listening today and she's thinking to herself, okay, this is me. She's raising her hand. She's saying, Karen, yep. I'm that girl that should have started 20 years ago or more. Uh, but I, I can't go back and change that. So right now I'm going to put my stake in the ground and say, I am going to start being intentional in my finances. What would be some practical tips or things that you would tell her as places to start to well, start well, moving. In the all, I, I think that's great. I don't think there should ever be any judgment to look back. Right. All that have done something in their 20s and 30s. Somebody just looked at a painting that I made when I was in college, and he's an artist. And he said, Boy, you had talent. You should have kept this up. And never occurred to me that I wanted to be an artist or anything mm-hmm. like that. But even if I did, what would I do? I'm not in college now. You know, I mean, you right. start from where you are. And I think it's, it's fabulous at any time. Let's look at what you have. Let's start now. I think people could take courses. I think many colleges offer them. I think you could join the AAII, the American Association of Individual Investors. It's AAII.com. I think it's $29 a year to get their magazines, to be invited to their conferences, uh, for which, of course, you will pay your way. And uh, to learn more, they have speakers in all the major cities around uh, the United States. I think that's a wonderful way to learn. And they have at all levels. You don't have to be an investment genius. I mean, maybe they'll teach you to be one. <laughs> right. You may find a new hobby, right? When you start getting into some of these yeah. things and mm-hmm. say, oh, I like this. This intrigues me. And I think taking financial literacy seriously, I think the whole United States is is way behind. They're just introducing um, schools and colleges to have courses that you need to take before you graduate. And I think that's Mm. a wonderful thing. I think we're a little late coming to that party, but thank goodness we're doing it now. It's fabulous. So take advantage of all this. I think you could uh, buy yourself a copy of the Wall Street Journal. Don't be afraid of it. It has movie reviews. It has restaurant reviews. (laughs) And it'll teach you a little bit about what's going on in the economic world and the financial world. So, you know, it's nice. Uh, tell yourself you'll read it once a week or something. If, if that's, I, I'm okay with playing mind games. If that's right. Exactly. If it just I'll gets it in you. Yeah, exactly. And, and the same with financial books. I mean, if you can find a good one, that'll help you. That'll teach you how to teach your children more about finance. So they will be asking these same questions. Mm. I would suggest there's one by Beth Kobliner or there, if you're a, a new widow or divorce or something, lots of books for you around there mm. and just uh, read one, see what happens. Maybe in six months, you'll read the next one. I don't expect that to replace your favorite novel, not right. even your TV series, but, <laughs> but I, I do think that there's a place in your life for that. And I don't think you should be afraid of it. I love that. And I think there's always wisdom in finding someone who's further down the road than you are, who can, you know, share what they've learned, uh, because it can be overwhelming with all the resources and all the options. And what do I do about this? And what do I do about that? And am I too late for this? And, and yet doing something is better than doing nothing. And so finding someone that, you know, you look up to, whether it's someone in an official advisor position like you, or someone who's just really intentional with their finances and say, what are you doing? Right. And then, and then be able to pick up the the things that resonate uh, with you. That makes well, such you're a difference. On a good thing. Communication, talking it over mm-hmm. with a good friend, talking it over with somebody in your family is going to get you thinking in new ways too, and seeing new opportunities. And I think that that's all for the best. Exactly. I think. And, and one of the things we talk about a lot in the show is awareness. So often, and this came up in that conversation yesterday, literally the women were saying they didn't even want to know what their credit card statement was. 
They didn't want to know how much they were spending on Amazon. Uh, they didn't want to know that it was, they were afraid to open that up and look at that. Right. And so when you don't have awareness, it's really hard to address where you are and how to get to where you're going without, you know, being aware. And so I think having a written budget that you are reviewing on a regular basis and sticking to is so is such an easy place for someone to start just, you know, do an audit for a month and just pay attention to where is money coming in and how much and where is money going out and how much. And it's like, think about this. If you've ever had to journal what you're eating, right? Before you put a bite in your mouth, don't you think twice before you put that, you know, whatever that is in your mouth, because you know, you have to write it down. I think the same thing could be true. If you're writing down your finances, you're going to think before you click that button, because they make it really easy to just shop now. And it's in your cart and it's on the way to your house already to really think, I have to write this down. And is this really money that I want to be spending? Is this moving me towards, you know, the, the life that I'm designing and where it is that, that I want to go. So I think that can be a really helpful tool as well. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And I think that's a good exercise for anybody and certainly easy to do. But I think a lot of people do not know, know that a lot of our clients, we find underestimate what they spend. If you say, what do you spend in a year? Well, maybe it's 40,000, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 60. Well, wait, wait, but I took this trip, but I have, you know, oh, I forgot to tell you about my tax bill or whatever. And, and before you know it, you're way up there. And before they know it, that's the scary part. They really don't know what they're spending. And uh, that's something that, that we can help them with, or they can help themselves. There are so many programs for cash flow these days, you know, to tell you what's coming in, what's going out and where mm -hmm. it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think you should leave anything on the table. So uh, when I talk to people who are retirement age and they don't tell you about social security and you say, well, do you get social security? Oh yeah, but I don't count that. Well, that could be a significant sum for you. You know, why don't you count it? Why aren't we counting that? It's, I never right. heard, heard an answer that, that uh, satisfied me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so important. And I'm thinking like even my own grandmothers, uh, one lived to 102 and the other lived to 98. So I figure if I split the difference, I'm going to go to hundred and, you know, chances are I'm going to outlive, you know, my husband, because I think that women tend to live longer. And so this really is a real thing that women need to make sure that they're intentional about because we're, you know, we're living longer with, you know, with the, a lot of the uh, technology and medicines and healthy living, healthy lifestyles that we have. And oftentimes, you know, we can, we can be on our own when it comes to later in life. So having these things in place before you get there is so, so important and will save so much, you know, emotion and stress and fear and things like that as, as we're moving forward. So I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. So I know there are people who are listening right now and thinking, okay, I need to start doing something. Um, how can they find you? You know, where, where's the best place to go to see a little bit more about what you have to offer or how they can take next steps in, uh, in really strengthening their finances? Well, they could go to www.altfest.com. That's our website. And there are different pages for every, every interest, every group. And there's even an inquiry box. If you want to meet in person, you put an inquiry in the box and probably, uh, we have a colleague, Jesse Frailing, who's going to call you back. And you just tell Jesse that you listened into that and he'll connect you right away. Or just ask for me right away if you want to. I'll be glad to take your call. And you can learn so much more just from, we have little videos there. We have our old webinars there and they're not mm -hmm. old. They're just, we've done them. And, <laughs> and we have magazine articles. There's a lot to, to know just from going on there. You, 
So it's a nice experience. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes so that our listeners can go and look at the resources. And that can be like their Wall Street Journal to start with, right, where they go and, and get some helpful information and start start learning what questions to ask and what things to be thinking about and, and what steps to, to start taking and how to bring someone like you who knows a whole lot more along on that journey. So thank you so much for, for being so generous with that. One of the, the things that I've been going through myself and, and I work on with clients is, uh, is, is a program called The Green Gap. And it's really focusing on, you know, reducing our spending, because like you said, a lot of times there's a lot more going out than we realize. So being intentional with that, investing wisely, which I've heard you touch on as well. And I love this still budgeting in fun because, you know, just like that restrictive diet, if you go zero sugar and you can't allow yourself to ever have a gram, guess what's going to happen when you get that one little bite of sugar, you are going to cave to those cravings that you've been, you know, uh, stuffing down for so long. And I think the same thing can happen with finances. If we're not enjoying life and once in a while, right. Fitting within your budget, within your, within your plan, uh, going out and enjoying, like you said, that dinner, that opera, or that cup of coffee, or, you know, that new blouse or whatever that is like those things need to be, uh, made a part of the plan as well so that we are still living and enjoying life, um, but doing it uh, with purpose in our finances. So um, I will I will drop a resource uh, and someone you can email me, lissa at lissafiggins.com if you'd like more information about the Green Gap and uh, I can share that. It's just a very simple tool to get you started thinking about where you're at with your finances. So, so many good things, uh, you know, that we can be thinking about. So thank you for having this conversation with us, Karen, and thank you for sharing just your heart for women and uh, your your wisdom when it comes to money and putting those two things together to, to, to help us. So I would encourage you if you're listening right now uh, to not just keep this to yourself. Uh, we have friends, we have family members, we have coworkers, we have people who are around us who need to hear uh, these kinds of things in the conversations that we have. So please share this podcast um, with someone else. So they too can benefit from, uh, from what it is that you're learning and truly start creating that life uh, that they love by design. So until next time, I want to challenge you to keep living on purpose and to create a life that you love. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much, Karen. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And better yet, Come join my free Goal Achieve Girls Live on Purpose Facebook community. Together, we'll discover how to shift the thoughts and habits that got you where you are to the ones who will take you where you want to be. Inside the group, you'll find coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to design your life. Not to mention a great community of amazing women just like you wanting to live repurposed too. So click the link in the show notes to join us. If you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps to get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, start being that goal achieved girl now who lives her life by design.